0: Real Life Radio is brought to you by the Neurology Center of San Antonio and River
1: City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, a church that exists to help people find the real life they were created for. We are studying the book of Philippians right now in the series called Under Construction. We're now in chapter 4 with the conclusion of this message called The Secret. You're about to hear that secret with Pastor Sean Azaro, but if you'd like to take notes, an outline is available right now as a free download along with the podcast at reallife.org when you click on the Sermon Archive link. But it's time to spill the beans, and this is Real Life Radio. If
2: you're taking notes, write this down. The secret to prosperity is contentment. The secret to contentment is Jesus. The secret to prosperity is contentment. The secret to contentment is Jesus. I'm starting to get that thing. And see, when you grow up Pentecostal, this happens to you. I'm starting to, like, want to get to preaching, get my good preaching on here. And just the understanding of what Christ does in our lives, and Paul is saying it, he is the secret to being content. This, by the way, is the biblical center regarding finances. People will try to tell you, no, 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 to really love Jesus and honor God, you have to be poor. That's not truth. No, no, really to love God and, and to, and to experience fullness in Him, you gotta be rich. That's not truth. What? The scripture teaches over and over and over and over is no to really love God and be filled with him. You need to be content. You need to be content. Contentment is a gift. This is a huge discipleship issue. This is one of the things that I think gets in the way of so many Christians as far as spiritual growth. Because so remember what Jesus said about your eye. When your eye is bad, your whole body is bad. The whole man, the whole person is bad because it's your vision. Contentment changes everything when it comes to that we have such a desire to acquire if you will that we totally miss out on the great stuff of life that god has for us because we're so busy going after the stuff going after the things going after the money which will buy us the stuff and the things and we miss out on the real prosperity of life The secret to prosperity is contentment. The secret to contentment is Jesus. A couple of truths. Number one, contentment opens our eyes to the blessings around us. Contentment opens our eyes to the blessings around us. We call it gratitude. And it is one of the sweetest character traits a person can possess. I love hanging with grateful people. You ever been around someone who you just know they're grateful? The littlest things are a source of joy and life. My mom was that way. She went through tough, tough circumstances. She battled cancer for a lot of years. But in her Christian life, she, you know, she went through a, a very difficult divorce. She went from having a lot of resources to almost having nothing. She went through some big things that most people say that would derail you. I, I can't recall a more thankful person. I, you know, I'm not trying to make her a saint here, okay? She, she would complain about things. She'd get mad. She'd bust on us kids, stuff like that, okay? She's a regular mom. But she truly was so thankful. There were times we had to pull the car over because she was crying with gratitude and joy because of something God did. I was so happy when I turned 16 and got my driver's license because we could actually make the whole trip. Because I could celebrate and drive, you know. I could give thanks and make it to our destination. Okay? She had such thankfulness, the the simplest little things, and God took care of her. I, I really, in talking with particularly single moms who maybe lost their husband or experienced a divorce and now have been financially wrecked. I find myself, whenever I talk to one of them and I'm trying to help and give some guidance and, and come alongside, I start telling them about my mom because she truly experienced, because of that gratitude, she truly experienced this sense of God being her father, her husband, her provider in an, in an unusual way. She lived very simply. And yet lived very full. And it was, I think, in part because her contentment opened her eyes to the blessings around her, gratitude. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Ecclesiastes 6.9 says, What the eye see is better than what the soul desires. This too is futility and a striving after the wind. That's a powerful understanding. Focusing on what you want will blur your vision of what you have. I get absolutely insane when I see these beautiful women. I mean, nothing wrong with beautiful women, don't get me wrong. But who then go start going under the knife for cosmetic surgery. These actresses, some of them, I just love the collagen stuff with the lips. I mean, have you ever seen some beautiful actress who looks like she just got punched in the face? I mean, really, she's sitting there, you know, trying to do this scene seriously and just looking at you. Like, uh, dude, seriously? You were beautiful. Now you look like you got mugged. We should, is there a police report? Can we help? Did they take your purse? I'm serious. It's just like they look like they got punched in the face. And you know her before you saw her last movie. She's beautiful. There was a model. She was actually Miss Argentina. 38 years old, husband, twin boys. She, uh, she was starting to notice signs of aging in her body and she went to have her backside tightened up and supported. <laughs> True story. Something went wrong in the surgery and she died. She was gorgeous, but she wasn't content. What's wrong with us? You ever seen some of these poor women who they're just gorgeous actresses, models, and then they 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 start getting so skinny and you realize, oh my God, something has gone in their head and they've now become anorexic and they're now killing themselves in front of the whole world on film. Because somehow it doesn't matter. They can never look at themselves and be content to say, wow, thank you, God. I'm, I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy. You made me a beautiful person. You made me a beautiful woman. And so I'm going to go live my life now and enjoy. I mean, these people are in the world. The eyes, they are on top of the world. They have everything. But they're not content. Gratitude, thanksgiving opens our eyes to the blessings we already have instead of focusing on what we don't have. Discontent and ingratitude tend to go hand in hand. You need to know that. Discontent and ingratitude tend to go hand in hand. If you are an ungrateful person, chances are you are a discontent person. And so one way to, to attack discontent is to begin giving thanks right now. Just start the practice of counting your blessings. When you go home, Lord, it's not the Taj Mahal, but man, it is not the streets either. Thank you for our little house. Lord, my car, it's getting me from point A to B. It, it's not a Benz. It's not a Lexus. certainly not a Bentley, but look, it's driving down 1604. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mindset of giving thanks. Secondly, contentment protects us from the constant pursuit of of more there is this thing in us that that kind of even when we start to do this we have this with this allergy okay it's almost like a a disease that causes us to just want to grab and have more there's a great picture of that i don't know how many of you saw the movie the jerk steve martin It was a movie that made steve martin famous he played a guy named navin johnson navin johnson hilarious movie stupid circumstances funny stuff. Naven got rich by creating what is called the OptiGrab, okay, a little thing to take off your sunglasses, very important, and your and your eyeglasses, because otherwise you could destroy them or might, they might slip. And so he got rich, but then all of a sudden, because they had a handle here, people started getting cross-eyed, terrible, tragic thing. That's the kind of the whole movie. So if you don't like that kind of stuff, then you're not going to like the movie. But Navin, in losing everything, gets into a fight with his wife, and here's a scene about just how he processes that.
0: And I don't need any of this. I don't need this stuff. I don't need you. I don't need anything. Except this. This ashtray. And that's the only thing I need is this. I don't need this or this. This this ashtray. This this paddle game. The ashtray and the paddle game. And that's all I need.
2: And this. Remote control. The ashtray and the paddle game and the remote control. And that's all
0: I need. Matches, jazz trays, and these matches, and the remote control, and the paddle ball. Oh
2: uh, yeah, <laughs> you're laughing because it's ridiculous and it's true. <laughs> I-, I have to admit, I sometimes feel like like him. I, I even. Even in, in, seriously, I I have a briefcase that always weighs like 800 pounds because I might need some of these things in it. And I have like everything that I might need in it. And it's like, I realize every once in a while, yeah, I'm being a jerk. All that stuff I carry around, I have shoulder problems and, and I never get them out. I have to every once in a while go through to remember what's in there. What is it about us that just wants to get, take, hold, have more? I mean, what is that? contentment is designed to protect us from the constant pursuit of more, which is silly as that picture of him walking out with his robe, pants around his ankles and all that stuff. That's how a lot of us walk through life. Why our garages are packed to the sins, why we have storage, the whole storage unit business. I rant on this every time I talk about contentment. I'm sorry. The storage unit business for stuff that we don't even have room in our houses, our yards, our property, whatever it is. We don't have room for it. So we do storage units that we lock up and, and then we, never, we, we don't even know what's in them. Maybe it's just revenge on our kids. We pe- cl- cleaned up all their garbage and I'm going to leave them so much garbage to clean up. I don't know. All I know is Paul said this desire to pursue more. People who want to get rich fall into temptation, a trap, many foolish, harmful desires, plunge men into ruin. He says, "Some for the love, some for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many grief. Jesus said last week, "This is what he's talking about." Matthew six nineteen to twenty one. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. Store for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be.
1: And you are listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church, which meets every Sunday morning at the corner of Redland Road and Jones-Maltzberger, just inside Loop 1604. You can find details, directions, and service times at their website, reallife.org. And we'd like to take this moment to mention that today's program is made possible by the Neurology Center of San Antonio with Dr. Ann Bass. She's at 1314 East Santerra, Suite 601. And the number for Dr. Ann Bass is 490-0016. And we'll be right back in one minute with the rest of the secret. And this is Real Life Radio.
2: Decisions about your child's education are some of the most important decisions that you as a parent will ever have to make. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and I'd like to introduce you to an exceptional new educational opportunity available here in San Antonio. We have recently partnered with Believers Academy to form the new River City Believers Academy, a school with a tradition of academic excellence and a vision to prepare students for real life. RCBA equips students with the academic tools to thrive in an ever-changing world, as well as the character and worldview to make the best use of those tools. Each child is unique, so our faculty is committed to using creative and innovative approaches in the classroom to engage different learning styles. River City Believers Academy is an affordable private Christian school dedicated to preparing your student to become a leader in his or her chosen field. We're accepting applications for the fall semester in all grades from K through 12. For information, call 656-2999 or look us up on the web at BelieversAcademy.org.
1: Welcome back and we return to Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church who is teaching out of Philippians Chapter 4 and hops back into the Old Testament right now. And This is Real Life Radio.
2: Ecclesiastes 5, 10, 11 says, Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves money never has money enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This too is meaningless. Do you know this is true? Do you know who's, who's rich? Do you know who rich people are? People who have more than me. Yeah. It's a, it, and when I have more, okay, then, then I'm not rich. Someone who has more than me is rich. It never stops. This is like a sickness in the head. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. Oh, this is true. You, it's called being broke at a higher level. You've heard of it. You understand it. It's a fact. If we don't break the cycle by contentment and what benefit are they to the owner except to feast his eyes on them. Jesus warned against this Matthew thirteen twenty-two, the parable of the sower talks about the seed. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth, he specifies that choke it, making it unfruitful. This is a hard thing for us as Americans because this is counterculture. And we, we, we need to realize this. This If we really live like this, we are going to be going against the grain of everything we've been taught, everything we're encouraged. We live in America. More is better. And that is a fallacy. I think the simple truth of Scripture, I think our, our observation would probably show us clearly more isn't better. More is just more. And often that means more problems, more burdens, more hassles. Contentment is scorned in a capitalistic society. And by the way, this is what drove us into the financial economic crisis we're in right now. It is greed. Greed on the part of government, greed on the part of business, greed on the part of individuals. Greed. That's the crisis. That's why the crisis manifests itself in debt. The debt crisis. And the crisis is not over. As a nation, we are still borrowing money so fast. We don't know, we don't know what to do with it. And folks, some, somebody's going to have to pay for this. Any of us who have ever been in debt, no, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just there, and someone has to pay for it. And it's it's debt should scare us. And I want to challenge you with this. One of the reasons we get into debt is because we're not content. I just want to challenge us that God has something better for us. He really does. Debt enslaves the person who is in debt. Proverbs 22, 7 says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Romans 13, 8 says, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Debt creates strain, pressure. Debt is one of the things that crushes marriages, crushes families. I've seen debt disqualify people for ministry. I've seen debt crash and burn individuals, businesses, churches. We need to be very, very careful. We need to watch this. We need to be people who are content and contentment. You know, I understand. And and please, I have a mortgage on my house. I'm not sitting here. I'm not standing before you as someone who says, never use any kind of debt ever. I'm just saying, folks, be very, very careful. And when we are content... It changes the way we look at it. Debt becomes unnecessary. A real estate situation, my bank and I understand very, very clearly who owns what. We get it, okay? We own that house together. I own a little bit. The bank owns a lot. Every year, I own a little bit more, okay? But that, for me, honestly, I think it becomes, well, my option is rent or own Because of the way our system works, because of the way taxes work, because of the benefits, I believe it is good stewardship to own my home. So I prefer, and again, I'm not telling you what you should do in this regard. I'm just telling you that for me, as I've prayed and as I've sought the Lord, I feel okay about doing that. Other debt, I'm convicted about. That's just a fact. And so I want to challenge you in this issue of debt. I want to challenge you to... To take a look at, at at okay, why am I doing it if I also want to recommend to you a, a resource that is just in my opinion it 's my favorite and it 's the best and and it 's dave ramsey 's Total Money Makeover. I encourage you if you have if you 're in debt to a place where you're you 're saying, okay, I need help, even if you 're not, I encourage you to read his book the book. You know, you can go to his seminars. I'd encourage you to do it. I've been there. I've seen him live. He's great. Financial Peace University is a whole long study that's done. Do that. But you can read his book, Total Money Makeover, and figure out his, his system and his program. He lays it out real clearly. And it's one of the best because it gives anybody hope. I've seen small groups do it together and hold each other accountable. And it's a joy-filled, it's a, it's a, it's a neat thing to do together. I just want to encourage you. As we look at our nation, our landscape, the discontent has killed us and it manifests itself in debt. And the people who are going to experience freedom are the people who are out of debt. And that is a great biblically-centered resource to help you do that. I just encourage you. Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. Check it out. The secret to prosperity is contentment. The secret to contentment is Jesus. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Number three, contentment allows us to live simply. Two things I ask you, this is Proverbs 37 and 9. Two things I ask of you, O Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies from me. Listen to this perspective. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. What a great perspective. No wonder Jesus, did you know Jesus was referencing back? To a scripture, when he said, when he prayed, give us this day our daily bread. What a powerful understanding. Hebrews 13, 5, again, keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. This is one of the ways God wants us to be free, to live simply. Just to live simply. And understand that having more will not bring more joy. Listen to this passage in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 5, 10 through 15. Whoever has, loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. What benefit are they to the owner except to feast his eyes on them? Listen to where the writer goes from there. The sleep of the laborer is sweet, whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of the rich man permits him no sleep. I've seen a grievous evil under the sun, wealth hoarded to the harm of its owner. Yeah, we see that evil all the time, don't we? Or wealth lost through some misfortune, so that when he has a son, there's nothing left for him. Naked a man comes from his mother's womb, and as he comes, so he departs. He takes nothing from his labor that he can carry in his hand. We see that in Job. We see that in Ecclesiastes. We see it in First Timothy. This is the truth. And none of us are really going to seriously argue this point. And yet so much of our lives goes counter to this truth. There's a gift in living simply. Our daily bread. And this is a discipleship area of maturity for us. The secret to prosperity, folks, is contentment. The secret to contentment is Jesus. And last, and I'll close with this, contentment shifts our vision to things that really matter. This is one of the great joys of contentment. Discontent is an all-consuming focus in life. And when I become content, all of a sudden, my vision, my focus, my future is opened up for all kinds of other possibilities. That's the point. God doesn't want you to be content because he doesn't want you to have good things. No, discontent is keeping us from the good things. And when I become free and I become content, my eyes now are freed up. Paul in prison writes, I'm not saying this because I'm in need. I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. He's in prison. He spent a lot of time in prison because of his contentment. Paul probably did more good in prison than out. He wrote big chunks of the New Testament. He ministered to the guards around him. And when he was in Rome, he ministered to the Praetorian Guard. Some believe that it was that chain that led ultimately to Constantine becoming a believer, which changed Western civilization. And Paul's in prison because he was content and not focused on just, I got to get out of here. I got to go do, be somewhere else. I got to do something else. He literally changed the world from a prison cell and change. Because he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to praise God, which we see him do in the book of Acts in prison. He says, I'm going to write letters of encouragement. Thank you, Lord, for those writings. And I'm going to minister to the guards around me. And he changed his surroundings because he was content. His vision changed him. So what does this mean? The secret to prosperity is contentment. The secret to contentment is Jesus. How do I find contentment? I want to challenge it. Talk to Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. He'll, he'll literally talk to Jesus. Walk with him through your days. Your relationship with him is the greatest tool because he will remind you, I'll never leave you or forsake you. You don't need to hoard this stuff. You're okay. I'm with you. He will talk to you about this. Spend time with Jesus. A second, practical thing. Practice gratitude for what you have. Practice gratitude. Pray. Look around at the stuff, the people, the job, the circumstances. The Lord, thank you. there's a whole lot of people the vast majority of people in the world have a lot less than everyone in this room practice gratitude for what you have serve God, His mission and the people that He brings across your path make a point to serve go out of your way to serve you'd be amazed at what that does Is your eyes are open to different things and all of a sudden that thing I needed isn't really so important anymore and now I'm experiencing contentment take your eyes off yourself take your eyes off yourself it's a great way to grow in gratitude and contentment. The secret to prosperity, folks, is contentment. The secret to contentment is Jesus.
1: And with that, we pray you know contentment and that you do know Jesus. You've been listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, where we hope you come out and visit and get plugged in. You can find the details and directions to River City Community Church at their website, reallife.org. And if you'd like to call the church, the number is 490-5262 as Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church and made possible by the Neurology Center of San Antonio as we continue the study in the Book of Philippians next week as it applies to real life. Decisions
2: about your child's education are some of the most important decisions that you as a parent will ever have to make. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and I'd like to introduce you to an exceptional new educational opportunity available here in San Antonio. We have recently partnered with Believers Academy to form the new River City Believers Academy, a school with a tradition of academic excellence and a vision to prepare students for real life. RCBA equips students with the academic tools to thrive in an ever-changing world, as well as the character and worldview to make the best use of those tools. Each child is unique, so our faculty is committed to using creative and innovative approaches in the classroom to engage different learning styles. River City Believers Academy is an affordable private Christian school dedicated to preparing your student to become a leader in his or her chosen field. We're accepting applications for the fall semester in all grades from K through 12, For information, call 656 2999 or look us up on the web at believersacademy.org.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.